exciting news guess what i'm now completely vaccinated all up today i didn't even cry uh i feel very good about that very safe very um very good although i'm (laughs) i'm worried about like side effects from the vaccine because last time i felt really ill but like on a delay it was like a of days after and so I'm worried about it now but I'm just like hoping it'll be fine but we'll see <laughs> um you should get vaccinated you should do it you should do it. it'll be like a fun thing for us it'll be our thing getting vaccinated yes I do have nice tits, but I don't have time for this. Get laid, get a life, get paid, go outside. Just say you hate Jews and go. You're so fucking weird. You're so fucking strange, but I'm not scared, just amused and full of pity. So, <laughs> something strange happened to me uh, this week. I started getting these messages from this guy. I'm pretty sure it is a guy because of the way that they talk and the things that they say. Um, I'm pretty sure they, they found me through a tweet I made. Um, I was talking about... Um, Luciana Berger, who is a uh, former Labour MP, um, who left the Labour Party due to harassment that she was facing because she's Jewish. And so I got an email. Um, As you may know, if you visit my website, there is a contact page where you can send me messages and things and most of the time it's it's really nice stuff I love getting to hear from you guys and getting to have conversations with you and and connect and that's really great sometimes it's stuff for work you know if someone wants to uh get in touch with me over that that's that's always nice as well but every now and again I get weird shit or fucked up shit and this was one of those days so I get an email because it comes through they fill out the form and it comes to me right 
Uh, and it, it, it was about Luciana Berger. And it said a lot of inflammatory things, which frankly, I'm not going to say on the air because even though I didn't actually fucking say this shit, I am a little bit scared that she could potentially sue me, even though I did not say, and I do not believe these things. But basically, this person has some kind of obsession with her and they were fucking sending me messages about her uh, saying some things that are very horrible and gross about her so I got the first one and I was like what the fuck (laughs) so I close out the email to go look at my other emails and there's another one from this person um and this is how I know that they (laughs) that they found me through my twitter and not only that but they went through quite a few of my tweets um because they then referred to a tweet that I I had written about something completely different um I noticed the IP addresses were the same and I was like that's interesting hmm okay so then they sent me a fuck another one and again it's about Luciana Berger and I'm like why are you so obsessed with this woman and why are you bringing your obsession to me what the fuck bro what is up with you um and in this one uh he put because when you fill out the, the form you put in you're supposed to put in your name your email there's a space if you want to put your website and then you put your comment right uh so he put as his name nice tits very respectable um and his email was i'm at masturbating.com dear lord what a sad little life um And again, same IP address. This guy, by the way, was doing this for like a fucking hour. Because the first one came through about 20 to 1. And this guy was still fucking sending messages at 20 to 2. And I'm like, go outside, bitch. (laughs) Live life. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Um, And then he sent another one. Uh, more stuff about Luciana Berger and all these horrible thoughts he's got about her and then another one um I I did one of those things where you are those websites where you can look up someone's IP address and this guy was from Iceland and that checked out because there was like this random spike in traffic from Iceland around that time so I was like okay I have no idea why somebody from this uh, completely unrelated country cares so much about an MP from the UK and my thoughts on it. But um, it was it was a very strange thing. Um, I I mean I I I think obviously he's got some kind of weird fucked up obsession with her. Um, and I, I, I feel like this person doesn't like women very much either. The way that they talked about her, the things that he said about me, um, it was just weird as fuck. Um, I think maybe like I don't know. I think it's that thing where you know people will troll other people to try and like intimidate them or upset them, and I was just like. I mean, 
okay, like, I'm going to write some haikus and, like, get on with my life because, you know, I'm not a sad little bitch sitting there fucking constantly sending emails to someone for no reason. Like, it was the weirdest shit because I was like... What is this for? What is going on with you? Like, (laughs) it was just, I don't know, man. It was just weird as fuck. And so I, I like, wrote a little, little thing about it. Several little things. Um, it's not the first person I've had who, like, sends me gross shit. Like, that's happened before. It'll probably happen forever. Um... But I've never had someone that's, like, sat there for, like, an hour doing it repeatedly. Like, that's that's kind of new. Normally, it's just sort of a one-off email. Maybe, like, another one a few weeks later or something. But, like, never someone who sat there consistently for an hour and kept sending shit. And, like, looked up links to send me to prove their bizarre conspiracy theories about someone that is completely unrelated to both of us. Like, <laughs> it's just, just ridiculous levels of ridiculousness, really. Um, but I hope that this person gets help, because they obviously need it. And I hope that they get a life, because they obviously need that too it's sad bro get your vaccine and get outside go to the park go to the beach go meet some friends or go make some friends because i feel like if you have time to do this shit you probably don't have any friends and that's sad but like you know summer is is here it's coming like it's a new chance it's a new place like you know come out of of the darkness and into the light and go make some friends and live your life and just don't be a fucking weirdo bro I danced and drank with somebody's daughter as the rich district of town went down in flames. Light lined the streets and reflected off of her eyes and I was lightheaded, lost in the idea that a new world was about to start because she had started to undress me and wealth spilled into the streets like the teardrops of their former masters. She had cerulean eyes and a bottle of champagne in each hand until it was dripping off the curb, down her shirt and into my cleavage. And then her hands were full of me and she tasted so extravagant. It's Pride Month, so I'm pretty sure I'm obliged to write super gay things at least once a week. Um, <laughs> um So, I I don't even know why I just felt like I wanted to watch Skins. Um for for those that don't know, um 
So there was this TV show called Skins. It was on Channel 4. And it was about these kids who went to, like, this college together in... I want to say Bristol. Or something. I think so. Anyways. Um... (laughs) So I I um I really liked it when I was growing up. It was a very popular show. Um and you know these kids were wild and crazy and always up to something, you know. It's very uh very that. Um one of the most popular characters on the show uh was Effie. Um everybody fucking loved her. She was fucking huge on Tumblr. There was like always like gifts and things like gift sets of like her like looking off into the distance smoking a cigarette or something with some kind of like marina and the diamonds quote underneath or something it was like very that um she was very that girl for a lot of people um but the the seventh series Oh, by the way, to clarify, I'm talking about the British version. I know there was some kind of American remake thing. I'm not talking about that. We don't know her. We don't see her. Girl, absolutely not. Anyways, so the seventh series of the UK version um, follows up with some of the characters from previous generations on the show. So they did two episodes about Effie two episodes about Cassie and two episodes about Cook from like the previous generations of the show from the first and second generations they didn't do anything with the third generation which sucks because that was one of my favorites and I really liked a lot of the characters there but never mind so anyways um the episodes focused on Effie involve her working in some kind of like finance job (laughs) Listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know about that shit, okay? Because I don't. God, I basically barely passed GCSE maths, I feel. I I have never been good with numbers. Because I feel that ev- everybody has, like, one area where they're a dumb bitch, right? And that's mine, okay? Everything else I'm pretty good at, but that, no, 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 no. Also, I'm pretty trash at science. <laughs> that has been made really apparent to me over the last year. I do not understand none of that shit. But I'm I'm really good at like English and creative stuff, so I guess it makes up for it, right? Anyways, so she works in some kind of money job. Like, you know how you would see people you know, like in Canary Wharf and shit, and they're all walking around, and they've all got, like, long coats on and shit, and they're carrying, like, bags and stuff, and they're wearing suits and going to important places, that kind of thing. Very that. So she's working in this place, and she's doing all the money shit. I didn't understand, like, what the fuck her job actually was. And then she got, like, a more important job or some shit, and then some guy there was a whole bunch of shit going on but anyways (laughs) the whole point was I don't know why okay I do not know why and it's not because like okay so I started imagining like if all that stuff kind of went to shit like obviously I know it would probably be quite catastrophic like, I mean, 
like stock trading there was like a thing a couple of weeks ago or maybe months i don't know i have no concept of time as you'll know but there was this thing where a bunch of people on reddit like manipulated the stock market or some shit and then there was a bunch of people that lost a bunch of money or something i don't know i'll be honest with you the stock market sounds made up like it sounds like some nonsense ridiculous thing that people made up and there's just a bunch of people making a bunch of money from playing along and making it seem like it's this mystical amazing thing it sounds made up it sounds like a bunch of people who are just really confident and charismatic just saying yeah yeah you should buy this one and you should buy that one Uh uh-huh it's all good and then they just like make up the figures like what goes up and what goes down like i don't know it just sounds like nonsense to me and maybe this is why i'm not rich i don't know (laughs) if you know what if there's anyone listening who actually understands like stock trading and share and like money jobs and whatever let me know why don't you be the main character of my email inbox tomorrow explain this shit to me like i'm five break it down for me and then i can understand and it'll be fabulous and very camp um so anyways i i started thinking like what if like something crazy happened everything gets shook up and just there's this girl and me and we're just we're celebrating for some reason because it's a new world and it's a new revolution and we've got champagne in the middle of the street in the middle of the day there's just so much wild passion because everything has gone to shit but we don't care because we're in love and it's amazing now that girl was not necessarily effie i mean i think she's very pretty but she's not my type she's a bit young for me i think um but (laughs) just you know a girl and we're just just so full of joy and love for each other and it's beautiful i just had that image on my head after watching it for some reason and i was like oh how can i make this television show about me i know i'll write a poem You break me over your knee, splintering my soul as you say that I am the best beauty that you have ever held in your arms. Your harmful arms like bombs on my landscape, long strikes across my spine, across the apples of my cheeks. I make eyes at a monster across a darkened car and all I think about is how I had to imagine you as a nightmare to keep myself sane after the sun rose and I saw the truth. You are not a monster, just a man that I let lull me to sleep and live inside my head. Some guy that shows up at my house every Friday night with cheap flowers. Monotonous moments in the back of your car where you monologue about your inability to be monogamous. Your hands like bombs on the same side of my neck every time until there is nothing but pain and wailing. Okay, I know that I'm doing this in the middle of like everything and I'm sorry, but I just, God, 
So, you may remember me. Hi. Talking talking about how I have been sent a lot of signs, signals, energy, indicating that somebody from the past, my hallowed memories, intends to make a reappearance. And I am not happy about this. I'm actually, I'm going to do a reading right the fuck now. So, welcome to my future, where we have bananas and avocados. Um, Because I, I, I want to find out if that is still the case. Basically, that poem was about me being pissed about the idea of it and being like, don't fucking come back in here, bitch. Get out. Don't come to my door. Get the fuck out of my house. Get the fuck out of my life. Get the fuck out of my universe, bitch. Uh-uh. Anyways. As Primus, I should be getting everything I fucking want. And yet. Oh. Come back, my darling. Ah. Okay, so I'm gonna be... Mm. I'm gonna do a couple things here. We're gonna find out some stuff. How many? Three. Oh, cool, not bad. Girl. <laughs> what? I need a drink. Got this vaccine in me, and I'm stressed out. But you know what? It's actually been good this week because. Oh, why won't the. Sorry, the top of my bowl won't go back on. It's fine, it's fine, I did it. The Lizzie McGuire movie soundtrack is finally on streaming. And I was like, I love this for me. I literally texted my best friend right away. I was like, bitch, guess what? <laughs> and we were living our best lives listening to what dreams made of. So I guess this week hasn't been too bad, but anyways. Okay. Okay, can I have a, from the purple envelope? Oh, bitch. I'm so sorry, everybody. Didn't mean to make you cry. Four. Oh my god. I really want a McFlurry. I should have got one when I was out, but I thought, no. We're being a grown-up today. We've been a big girl. We haven't cried when we got our vaccine. We're gonna do our shopping, getting all the essentials. Oh, oh, okay. I feel like that's meant to me. Um, and then I didn't get a McFlurry because the bus was coming and I didn't want to have to wait. So I was like, you know, okay. And I want hmm, one to give me an indication ah, of who is actually arriving. Is it them still? Is it some other bitch? I don't know. Give me an indication. Man. I want a message from this bitch. Got a meeting in the late. Okay. Oh, not this. Not this. It's the four of clubs, ladies. Lies and betrayal. Ugh, not this. 
Four of Diamonds. Oh, number four is significant, I feel. Oh, okay. Improvements in finances. Maybe this person's coming back to give me some money because they wasted my fucking time. I'm out here like Mariah, suing a bitch for wasting my time. Love that for me. Oh, girl. Five of clubs. So, new friends, successful marriage, maybe. Whoever this bitch is, I hope they don't think we're going to be friends because I don't do that. <laughs> if you're gone from my life, you're gone, bitch. We ain't going to be friends. What is that? What do I look like to you? Okay. Four, four, five, angel number. It's a symbol of intuition. Yeah, because my intuition is telling me, don't let no bitch in here. <laughs> the door is closed. <laughs> um, encourages you to listen to your feelings and respect yourself. God, that's the universe being like, don't let a bitch in. Don't do it. Let's see what Brian has to say. I got some messages from my little spirit guy i will keep you safe thanks buddy love you it's time to be daring you will succeed god i can't be daring you know me i mean he does say you will succeed so maybe maybe i don't know myself <laughs> fucking chill out lol Bitch, I'm trying, but it's, it's beyond me. I can't do that shit. You know that. One, 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 one. God, you're gonna make me Google more things. My God. Honestly, I feel like my life is me being bullied. <laughs> Ooh, angel number one, 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 one signifies that an energetic gateway has opened up for you. Oh God, I'm gonna ask you to reject tonight. Mm, love that for me. And this will rapidly manifest your thoughts into your reality. Oh my God. Oh my God. So you mean to tell me that all I have to do if I don't want this bitch to turn up is to just think that bitch away? Oh God, I'm going to do that. Mm, I'm putting that in my wish book. Mm. Yeah, okay. Misty boils, so... Please relax. Things will get better. Stop telling me to relax. I've been trying. Okay, so about this person. Oh, not this. Not this. <laughs> not this. Not this. King of Diamonds. I hate that bitch. Stubborn and influential man. I hate men. Oh, God, I'm going to get emails about that. I can feel it. I'm joking, men calm down i'm joking about joking i secretly am a misogynist no i'm kidding i'm kidding i i I love men you know i my brother is a man i think he's pretty rad my granddad is a man and he's like my favorite person in the world billy porter is a man and personally i would die for him (laughs) i actually would for real if Billy Porter was stood there right now and someone had a gun to his head, I would jump up there and I'd be like, take me instead. Take me instead. This man needs to live. But Billy Porter's nice as fuck, so he'd probably like turn around and smack that bitch, and then we both live and it'd be fabulous. Anyways, so what's this message from this bitch? 
I feel the same as you do. Trust me. Okay, this has got to be somebody else. Because... God. Brian. Don't look at me like that. I want to I find out all the things. Because this is my life we're talking about. Feels like this this has this what we're doing right now has like Christmas special energy, you know. I wish it was Christmas so I could do another Christmas special. I had a really good time like recording those. And it was pretty fun. Together on Christmas, you and me. You like that? I just made that up. That could be the Christmas single for this year. I should get started on that. But that's ridiculous for me to say, oh, I should get started on that. Because the only reason I feel like that way is because I did the Christmas special for last year. No, not the, the, the single. The single I put out for Christmas. And I wrote that in, like, fucking April or some shit. Because <laughs> I was depressed because of lockdown. So I was like, let me just write a Christmas song. That'll make me feel better. But then it was a really depressing Christmas song, so it kind of didn't. Um... I did try and write a happy one and I had a terrible time and it was horrible and I hated it. Um, And I actually, I ended up giving it to someone else and I don't know what happened to it. (laughs) That's what I'm looking for. Oh God. I'm going to find out a bit more about my love life. Now, I know what you're thinking. This isn't supposed to happen for like another two weeks. Why is she doing this now? Well, because I'm self-absorbed and this is my podcast. So, Right. Tell me what's happening for me, romantically speaking. Okay. I really want to do I want at some point in the future I want oh fuck I want to go to the park with loads of people and just have fun and record that as an episode I feel like that'd be a right laugh but I don't know if we're allowed to do that confusing again i have no idea what's going on um oh no shit come back come back okay attributes oh not this nine okay hang on are we talking about more than one person now yes okay so some oh god Oh, hang on. How many? How many options do I have? How many people are interested? <laughs> Three. Oh god, not this. Right. Okay, person one. Put you there. Into my god, god, I can't even count. I told you guys, I'm so bad at maths. You're probably thinking, Oh, no, 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 she's just being modest. Nah, I really am. Like, 
whatever the maths version is of being illiterate, that's me. Oh my god, where did that go? Okay, plus three. I remember I used to hate maths so much at school. And um <laughs> This actually isn't funny, so I don't know why I'm laughing, but it... <laughs> I think maybe it's because it's my own life I can laugh at about it. So, um, I remember being in a hallway, and one of the math teachers came up to me, he was like the head of maths, he was a really nice guy, and he said, um, hi, how are you? And I'm thinking, oh, I'm just really depressed about my exams, and he went, why? And I went, oh, I'm going to fail maths, and then I'm going to kill myself. And he just looked really shocked, he went, don't, don't, don't say that don't say that and and then he spoke to my form tutor and it was a whole thing I think they thought I was being serious I don't think they realized at the time that I'm a massive narcissist and there is no way I was ever going to do something like that well not then anyway um as time went on things changed but at the time way way too involved in myself to ever consider leaving this earth and currently at that point as well which is great news for me um (laughs) keeping on just out of arrogance um okay let's find out who these bitches are person one who's interested in me is a cancer right well they might have cancer somewhere in their chart i don't know i shouldn't judge people too heavily person could work with the public oh, i am the public okay maybe i'm interested <laughs> not this this is the person could have some kind of connection to scotland or be scottish okay <gasps> she didn't know that's like what i like that is hashtag what a girl wants what a girl needs you know what i mean (laughs) girl let me check something click that link girl oh god i don't know what that means oh okay Mm. so what is this person saying what are they thinking what are they gonna say to me I'm insecure about your ex. Girl, you don't need to worry. I hate most of them, and the ones that I liked are either dead or like, I'll probably never be with them again. So you don't need to worry. <laughs> I never know what to expect from you. Well, duh, I'm an Aquarius. Um, I want to marry you. I want to find out more about this person. I like this person. Okay, give me give me some information. Is that a girl or baby a girl? If it's a man, I'm gonna be mad as hell. This person has brown hair. I love that for me. This person could also have Virgo somewhere in their chart. Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna be on the hunt for that person because I got a good feeling about them. Mm. Whoever that person is, come find me. My email address is in the description. Just don't send me weird shit about my boobs or Luciana Berger. Send me something nice. Like, hey, here's my here's my chart. Here are all my signs. Um, 
oh this is the bitch i was afraid of okay so this person pile two second person could be an old flame girl i hope they set themselves on fire ah no uh this person could be sexually experienced but they weren't very good despite that were they? oh god that was mean but i don't care this person could have a connection to or have been to New York. I think I know exactly who that is. Girl, girl, not this. What they got to say for themselves. I'm drowning. I'm really struggling. Well, I would save you, darling, but I can't swim. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> and I just said the lifeguard on a lunch break. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't make time for you you got a lot more to apologize for than that darling but okay um i want to spoil you <laughs> i mean i might let you but i don't mean i'm gonna let you do nothing else <laughs> okay who's this other bitch that person oh my god brian not this this person is also potentially from scotland or somehow connected to scotland i feel like i'm gonna meet someone at a party conference and we're gonna like get married and shit mm, love that for me this person could have great eyes oh my God. that's mysterious i've never been out with someone with great eyes before i've had all the other colors but like blue brown actually no those are the only colors i've had i think oh wait wait hazel not really green this person could be an aries hmm. okay and they are saying why can't you just tell me how you feel because i'm emotionally damaged bitch like what do you want from me um <laughs> i dream about you all the time oh maybe we're gonna meet on the astral planes and things uh you make me feel you make me feel desperate <laughs> okay girl well obviously we're just gonna ignore this bitch who is like from the past because we don't care about them and we don't like them uh we're interested in these other two though mm. i'm more interested in the first one than the third one i have to be honest uh because uh, i don't know i just kind of get like a fucking drama queen vibe from the third one and i feel like i should be the only drama queen uh involved in a situation because um i am i'm the jerry hallowell of my life you know look at me you can take it all because this face is free of fillers know what that means um oh girl i mean i feel a little cheered up now because i know that yes maybe this person from the past is coming back and yes i'm pissed about it but that's not all that the universe has in store for me there's other shit going on and now i'm fully vaccinated and shit so it's time to go live my hot girl summer hopefully with another hot girl who will eventually become my wife and then we'll like we'll we'll get a nice house uh i feel like we're gonna live in a town i am not the kind of girl to live in the country i thought i was but then i realized girl you already did this girl you're only saying this because you're an idiot and you love someone 
And so you're like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. But you didn't want to do that, girl. And, you know, we will have holidays. Uh, We'll go to all the places, all the fancy, uh, exciting places. We'll go to Barcelona. We'll go to Paris. We'll go to Blackpool. It'll be fabulous. Um, And we'll just be really happy and in love. Um... And it'll all have started from this summer. I just feel like something real big's gonna happen. I just have to like try and get away unscathed from this other bitch that I don't wanna see. Um, and, <laughs> and then the joy and the happiness can begin. Tasting your lips as the Taylor Swift record you put on spins to the last second. We are surrounded by silence, enveloped by the insistent heat of the summer night and the moonlight that moves through the curtains onto our skin. I kiss you again, a love story layered and luscious, standing and then falling, rushing until we are a splatter of blood, red passion on the bedroom floor. I had a dream the other day and the majority of what I could remember was that the person I dreamed about really liked Taylor Swift. Um, That was interesting. Although I feel like everybody likes Taylor Swift now. It's like a whole thing. I remember when when I was at school and and I had a friend who liked Taylor Swift and she was like, oh, you really like her. You really like her. I'm going to go you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you borrow one of her albums, and, and I heard Love Story, and I was like, I love this song, yes, alright, I used to, I used to walk around the village I lived in listening to it, and being sad about my, my, my love problems, which is a ridiculous thing to do for a 16 year old, but there we are, maybe I was 17, I was somewhere between 16 and 17, I feel, but anyways, um, but it seemed like Taylor Swift was, you know, she was kind of up and coming. And then there was a, a a period where she was just everywhere. It was when 1989 came out and just everybody, everything was Taylor Swift. It's the whole thing. And then, um, and then everyone was mad at her because of Kim Kardashian or something. Um, but now she's back and everyone loves her again. And they're like, give that girl the Grammys. Give her the Grammys. Which I, I think is fine. I'm in support of that. Um, but anyways, in the streams past summer, she, she really liked Taylor Swift. <laughs> and she had the finals and everything. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, okay, alright. So the next day I, I put on Taylor Swift and I was just thinking about the dream and then I just started writing about this girl and, oh, we're in love and we're listening to Taylor Swift finals and being very, very that, we're very much that couple. Those girls that, you know listen to Taylor Swift and and drink posh cider that's the life I want to lead I'd like that very much what the actual
I joined a trade union. I actually did that ages ago. <laughs> and I... I mean, it's been fine, I guess. I don't know. But what I mean is I took notes and things throughout the week so I didn't have to go through my Twitter feed to try and find things that I wanted to talk about. So, very organised girl. Yes, love that for me. So, throughout the week, what's been going on? Uh, a little local to me, um, Kent County Council, my council for where I live, and my mortal enemy because of that time that they were like, oh, the the government has repealed this anti-LGBT legislation. What if we just bought in our own? What a fabulous idea. Um they were in the news this week because Kent County Council is taking legal action against the Home Office to try and force other local authorities to take more child refugees. So, um, basically, Kent County Council is saying that they do not have the resources to take any more children um so when uh when an unaccompanied child arrives in the uk um through uh you know crossings and things like that um they will need to be cared for by a local authority typically that is kent because most of the crossings happen in kent at dover dover is the place where the majority of the time people coming from outside the UK to the UK will arrive, um, you know, to, to seek asylum or to seek refuge or things like that. Um, so typically they'll arrive at Dover and then the, for unaccompanied children, um, the local authority will um, step in to look after them. Um so since the beginning of 2021 242 unaccompanied asylum seeking children have arrived um at kent and the authority director the the i can't even talk the authorities director of children's services has said enough is enough apparently um there are apparently double the number of unaccompanied children in care in the Kent area than the government says it's safe to have um they have said that they don't have the resources 
to look after the children and make sure that they're safe. Um, They did make the same plea last year and they got a lot of promises that things would be reformed. There is a voluntary system where other local authorities can take more if they want to, but Kent County Council are arguing that that needs to be um, mandatory because they are arguing that other local authorities are not taking their fair share of unaccompanied children. Um, And so because of that, the services are becoming overwhelmed and the children are unsafe because there's just not enough people and not enough money to make sure that they are cared for properly. Um, I do feel... This is probably the first and only time I will agree with the council because I, I think with the vulnerability of these kids it needs to be we need to make sure that they are looked after and that they are in safe environments because these kids are going to need support they are going to need good housing where they can stay and be safe they're going to need people to look after them and I do believe the council when they say that they don't have the resources to do that safely. I don't think that they would be publicly um, talking about this and threatening legal action if they were just over-exaggerating because they wanted other councils to take more of it because they didn't want to spend money on you know, on the issue or whatever. Because if they're going to be taking legal action and if they are talking publicly about this, it's going to be looked into. So if they were lying or exaggerating about how overwhelmed their services are in that in that specific area that lie would be found out pretty quickly i don't think that they would take the step of talking about this and taking legal action if they hadn't been pushed to it and if it wasn't a last resort so i i do believe them um, and I, I I do think that something has to change because otherwise what we're going to have is some of the most vulnerable kids just completely without help, without support. Um, and I feel that is not something that is acceptable, um, especially when you consider some of the absolute nonsense the government spends money on then it's kind of hard to to accept that they're not supporting local authorities with this um you know obviously it's not just about money but if they provided extra funding to other local authorities then those other local authorities might be more willing to take unaccompanied children and look after them because if they have the funding available they can they can do that I don't I don't think that other councils not volunteering is malicious I I don't think that's the case I think it is just genuinely they do not have the resources and they know that so they don't want to say oh yeah yeah we'll take some kids and then not be able to look after them they don't want to be um in that situation so i think if other councils are given additional funding 
that's going to open up more spaces it's 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 a no-brainer really and I, I don't really understand the home office's resistance on this um it's really weird and uncomfortable for me to be honest it's just like just just fucking help the kids what the fuck man um speaking of helping people and the government being weird about it um obviously a, a, a little while ago i talked about the government um deciding that they were going to ignore one of their manifesto pledges they were just going to ignore human decency uh and make cuts to international development funding um and you know what there were some in the conservative party that decided to do something about that so uh there was a number of tory rebels uh led by andrew mitchell who's a conservative mp and a former international development secretary who decided that they were going to vote with the labor party on an amendment to try and stop the reduction of international development funding um andrew mitchell was actually interviewed um and he talked about how he believed it was immoral and potentially illegal to cut international development funding. Um, the UK is currently the only uh, the only nation really that is reducing funding, um, and most most places are either sticking with what they were already putting in. Some are even increasing the funding that they are putting in, and we're just like nah. We're going to cut it, actually. Um, and, and during a pandemic where a lot of the projects that are funded through international development funding by governments need the money more than ever because, <laughs> because, because a lot of people are not as fortunate as we are in the UK. Um, I mean, yes, we have an atrocious government that's constantly fucking up. More on that in a bit. But we're very privileged in a lot of other ways. And a lot of people will have this attitude of, oh, you know, cut cut the foreign aid, as they call it. I hate that term, but there we are. Um, you know, oh, we've got to look after our own. And I'm like, it is the smallest part of the fucking budget, bro. Like, it's a tiny bit of money that does a lot of good. And now we're making that tiny bit of money even smaller for no fucking reason (laughs) tell me why tell me fucking why and andrew mitchell had very much the same attitude so shout out to him for for being a good person um pretty patel uh the home secretary girl she uh decided that she was (laughs) She was going to pressure social media companies to remove videos of channel crossings as she believes that it encourages more crossings. So, um, for for those who, who maybe are not aware of what I mean when I say channel crossings, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about Dover. So, um, a common route for people to enter the UK, um to claim asylum to claim refugee status and things like that um is to go from calais on a boat to typically dover um it is quite a dangerous journey uh there have been a number of people that have not survived that journey um 
so in my opinion I would say that people doing that are, are doing that for a, a, a damn good reason um other routes can be uh sometimes people will, will uh, get into lorries and things and, and come to Dover that way um but basically there was I think one TikTok video um of, of somebody and they posted about themselves on a boat making the crossing right and it seems like Pretty Patel just lost her shit and decided to go to war with TikTok and Instagram and everybody. And she she wants those videos taken down because she's trying to argue that it encourages people to do the same thing. I'm going to be real, though. I don't think it does. Because it's just... I mean, I only saw the one video... It's possible there are a few more. But I think if somebody has already reached Calais, for example, right? I don't think that a video on TikTok is going to be the thing that gets them on that boat, okay? I think it could be a number of things, such as if they are, you know... If, if they have family in the UK and they're hoping to reunite, it could be that. If they are an English speaker, so they think their life would be easier in England because, you know, or the UK because they don't speak any French, it could be that. Um, I, I don't think people are deciding where they're going to claim asylum or refugee status based on TikTok videos. I really, really don't. And it seems to me that she's focusing on this as an issue because it's easier than having to actually draw attention to proper aspects of her job that she should be doing. Um, You know, such as the fact that, you know, a police officer, she's in charge of the police, let's not forget, uh, pleaded guilty this week. Uh, in charges relating to the death of Sarah Everard. Interesting that Pretty Patel makes a big thing and tries to distract everyone by going after social media companies over fucking TikTok videos on a week that's actually quite bad for her in terms of publicity. Maybe she didn't want people to talk about the court decision that said that the Napier barracks was unfit for people to live in maybe just a thought i'm just saying it seems a bit like to use my least favorite but quite appropriate in this moment liberal phrase a dead cat um <laughs> let's talk about batley and span yes all right um it's been a big week it's been a big week for them it's been a big week um Lots of problematic tweets by candidates. Um, so, uh, there was a tweet from... So, the Labour MP Afsil Khan tweeted um, in response to something that George Galloway said. Um, so, George Galloway posted, I think it was a video... Um, of some Labour MPs 
who were campaigning in Batley and Spen for the by-election, which is a very common thing. A lot of the time, uh, parties will send uh, MPs that they've already got to go and campaign, especially those from surrounding areas. And George Galloway tweeted the caliber of muslim mp and he put that in quotes labor is sending into batley and spend by election i don't this reads as islamophobic to me i'm not gonna lie because the fact that he's put muslim mp in like quotes and shit it's like say over your whole chest you cat bitch Say what you want to fucking say if you're going to say it. Be a big bitch and say it, bitch. Like, I I don't know. It just feels like he's trying to imply that he gets to be the great decider on who's a real Muslim and who's not. And it's like, girl, shut the fuck up. Anyways. So then, in response to that, uh... (laughs) Khan tweets uh, a little screenshot showing that he beat George Galloway by quite a lot. Uh, He got 35,085 votes and George Galloway got 2,615. You love to see it. And then he gave some examples of other times when George Galloway has attacked Muslim politicians but also act as if he was a friend to the Muslim community to try and score votes from them. Very two-faced, very gross. We are not in favor of that. It was nice to see him get dragged, honestly, truly. I think that it's perfectly valid for this to be called out, honestly. And I really, really wish he could be like barred from standing for election because he's a terrible, terrible human being. Um, Other things that happened, and Batley and Spen this week is in the news everywhere. She's a main girl. Everyone's talking about her. Um, so the Green Party is no longer standing because their candidate got exposed for problematic tweets. Problematic tweets have been a big story um this week because there was something that happened with some cricket player i do not follow crickets i really don't understand um but this one i i I do know vaguely what's happening so uh so uh this candidate he's a, a rugby league international player or something i'll be real i don't understand what that is either uh but he'd been described as a role model for so many um and then his tweets got exposed um and he said a few tweets have come to light from around 10 and 9 years ago from when i was 19 years of age the language used is unacceptable is not acceptable or appropriate in any way shape or form why did you bitch i'm in in no way am i homophobic that's not for you to decide but okay 
I am sorry if my old tweets have caused harm or upset to anybody, but my growth as a person since the time of those tweets has been immeasurable. I hope I can be judged on my character now and not when I was 19 years old. Well, if your growth has been immeasurable, why didn't your grown fucking self decide to take a little trip to tweetdelete.com or some shit? Delete your old tweets before you stand for election, bitch. Like, that's, that's like grown behavior 101 delete all the dumb shit you said when you were younger like that's i mean (laughs) come on man (laughs) um (laughs) so the the greens had to drop him because it was i mean it was not cute it was not a cute moment um so the greens no longer standing Mm. i mean i think the problem is 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 the green party um much like the labor party um have you know made lgbt issues a key part of their party so they can't really stand by a candidate that gets exposed for this kind of shit um there was apparently 32 tweets in total um he uses the word gay as an insult and 20 of those tweets included him uh using the f slur which i'm obviously not gonna say um uh there was other tweets where he referred to women as hoes and bitches this guy sounds like a fucking moron like honestly um wow he also seems illiterate (laughs) but the green party said we were very sorry to learn of his historic but highly offensive tweets we are clear that people grow and change and should not be limited by youthful mistakes but as a party that champions the rights of lgbtiqa plus people and their support communities we do not feel it is right for ross to be the party's candidate for the batley and spend by-election why did you not check beforehand do you people not have access to a web browser you can just put in a person's username, put in like a keyword that you're looking for, such as gay, and check if they have ever said anything about that. Like, it will all come up. So, I mean, (laughs) I just, I don't really get why a party is not doing this. Like, why are you not doing little checks? to make sure that this isn't gonna happen because look where you are now you got no candidate it's too late for you to find another one like it was literally like they had like 24 hours to try and find a new candidate and obviously that did not happen um it's just it's clownery you guys it's not like the greens are some new party on the block who don't fucking know how to do nothing like they should be on this they should be doing checks you know like come the fuck on you guys it's ridiculous but anyways some people will argue that people shouldn't be um held accountable for things that they said way 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 back then i personally would argue that 19 is old enough to know that that kind of 
rhetoric is gross. Um, and if I, you know, if it was discovered I said something like, you know, like, you know, being openly homophobic or, you know, calling random people whores... I I would be okay with being held accountable when you know something I did when I was 19 because when I was 19 I was old enough to fucking know better this cricket guy apparently he was like 16 or something Uh, I mean I guess that's a bit more understandable I guess but when you're 19 you're not a fucking baby like come on you're out in the real world like you've probably got a job you're out like maybe you're out in the world being an adult like you know it's not like when you're 16 and your whole life is like home and school it is it is a bit different but but what I would say is even if you forget the content themselves of the tweets I would say he's not a suitable candidate just for the fact that he's so incapable of maintaining the image of the party like that for me I would say we're not standing this person because he couldn't do the simple thing of deleting anything that could be a problem or even just starting a new fucking account like I I would not use my current social media if I was standing for election and it's not because I think there could be like problematic tweets on there or something because I actually I don't think that there would be um but I'm trying to, you know, if I'm standing for election, I'm trying to give a professional, um, grown-up, election-focused image. And I don't think that, like, (laughs) my tweets about, like, how much I want a McFlurry or how angry I was about the later seasons of Glee are going to do that. So even if there's no tweets where I'm, like, calling people slurs or something, there's at least stuff that makes me look like a dumb bitch. So you start a new professional account. That's just smart. And if this guy isn't smart enough to do that, I'm sorry, he's probably not smart enough to be an MP. I know that the bar is low and there's a lot of dumb fuck MPs and I talk about it all the time and you hear it, but come on. Come on. Speaking of other dumb fuck MPs, uh, Brendan Clark Smith, who's a conservative MP, has been condemned by Jewish leaders um, for saying the dumbest, grossest thing. Uh, He compared taking the knee at football matches in support of Black Lives Matter to people who performed Nazi salutes um, when Germany were playing football in 1938 bitch what the fuck you know what this last year i have seen so many people invoke the trauma of and and just appropriate the trauma of victims of the holocaust victims of the nazi regime over and over and i'm fucking tired of it okay a slight inconvenience like having to wear a mask or whatever is not the same as the the persecution of jewish people and romani people in nazi germany okay it's just not being asked to socially distance is not the same as being forced to wear the yellow star in a concentration camp, okay? Being told that you have to fucking stay at home if you have COVID symptoms, 
does not make you Anne Frank, bitch. Leave that girl's name out of your fucking mouth. Have some damn respect for the victims of the Holocaust and their memories and stop this shit. Stop it. And this fucking bitch is like, oh, seeing people kneeling during the anthem is like seeing them do a Nazi salute. Bitch, no, it's not. No, it's fucking not. Oh my God. But this, this bitch was logging on to Facebook. He said, following the 1936 Berlin Olympics being used as a propaganda exercise and under a great deal of pressure from both the FA and Britain's ambassador at the time, the players were encouraged to join the hosts in making the Nazi salute prior to the match. Reluctantly, they agreed. And for many years since, it has been a great source of shame for many of those involved, including the Football Association. This bitch. The point here is that regardless of the original intention, the mixing of politics and football has disastrous consequences. Bitch. Bitch. In what world? In what fucking world is kneeling to protest racial inequality and police brutality the same as saluting a dictatorship and a genocidal regime that persecuted and murdered millions? They are not the fucking same, bitch. Shut the fuck up. I'm so tired of this, man. I'm so... T- I'm... Mm-hmm. This bitch, he he went on to say that the Black Lives Matter movement has quite sinister motives, including crushing capitalism, defunding the police, destroying the nuclear family and attacking Israel. Okay, well, you might want to tell that to the people in Israel that were also part of the protest last summer. There were there were videos and pictures of people in Israel, all different skin colors joining in on those protests, kneeling, signing petitions. I, 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 don't, I don't think that they, they were trying to attack themselves, but okay. Destroying the nuclear family, bitch, who cares? Bitch, who cares? And you know what? The conservatives are doing a damn good job of that themselves by making it so that even when you have two parents, both working full time, they still can't fucking afford to look after themselves and their kids. So who's really destroying the nuclear family? Look in the mirror, sweetie. Oh, and guess who's also defunding the police? It's you. You've been making cuts to the police for years. Don't bring that shit to our door. And you know what? Maybe capitalism does need to be crushed. Ah, that's how I end up on a list. But I'm fine with that. Ah, anyway. Nobody knows what's happening with the lockdown easing. Apparently, everything... Oh, God. So Boris Johnson initially said... He sat his little roadmap and he said that... I think it's June 21st. I want to say it was that. But he said that was the earliest date that all restrictions could be lifted. So no more social distancing, no more um, enforced mask wearing. Um, Everything gets to be open. 
you know, weddings are back on in a major way, uh, you can go to nightclubs, all that shenanigans. Um, it's now been very umming and ahhing in the press. Is it happening? Is it not happening? Nobody really knows. Um, I, I, I hate the government, you know this, but I will say this, I do have slight sympathy because of the fact that I think whatever Boris Johnson does here, people are going to be angry. There are some people that will want the restrictions to stay because of rising case numbers in the UK. There are going to be some people that don't want the restrictions to stay because their industries are still suffering because they're still closed. You know, nightclubs, theatres, um, they're, they're all still closed for the most part, um, big weddings can't happen which means the wedding industry is fucked um just a a reminder once again if anyone would like to plan a wedding with me and then marry me i'm up for that um (laughs) let's save the industry let's do it um so i do i do kind of see where both sides of this this debate is coming from and then you have the government stuck in the middle not really sure which way they're going um there's been lots of leaks to the press about the fact that there's going to be a delay um i think the government needs to make a decision and tell people that decision as soon as possible because right now you have a lot of businesses that are preparing for reopening on june 21st and that may not happen. So they need to be told as soon as possible if it is or isn't happening. Um, and support needs to be made available for those businesses so that they can still survive while they are still closed. Um, however, as we'll pro- as has been the case throughout this and will probably be the case again, they're probably going to leave it for a while to the last minute and then be like, oh, by the way, we're delaying that. And we're going to take a while to get support out to you. Sorry. Love you. Vote conservative. Bye. It's going to be very that. I can feel it. Um, There was a whole thing at Oxford University. So, Magdalen College at Oxford University. um, The students have a, a private common room, right? And they decided amongst themselves that they were going to take down a portrait of the Queen because I think their reasoning was something about her being a symbol of colonialism or something. And for some reason, this was news for most of the week and everybody was very fucking angry about it. And there was lots of yelling and screaming and tories taking pictures of themselves with portraits of the queen up in their houses and things and i was like what the fuck it's a decorating choice made at a college that you don't even go to in their private common room that you're not invited to why are you yelling about this it's like you had government ministers talking about this yelling about this tweeting angrily about this showing off all their portraits of the queen and i'm like you're meant to be running the country don't you have something better to fucking do than yell at a bunch of students for not having a picture of the queen up god the queen probably doesn't even care like she's like i'm on everyone's money so who gives a fuck and i'm living in all these palaces 
So who cares? Like, she's not going to give a shit. She literally doesn't care. Why? Uh, Just why? Why? To what end? It's so stupid. I don't even understand how it was a reported news story because it's such a... It's such a non-story. It's so unimportant. It's the decorating choices of a group of students for their private common room. Literally, who cares? Are they going to... You know, is the fucking sun going to come round to my house and inspect it for portraits of the queen? Like, what the fuck? Listen, ma'am. Listen, I... I even have pictures up of my own grandma. Why am I going to have pictures of some other person's grandma up in my house? By the way, if my grandma is listening, I I do have, like, pictures of you on my phone and stuff. I just don't, like, have, like, photos out because I'm a millennial. So I'm aware that I will constantly be moving from property to property forever because I will never own a home. So I never get around to putting up pictures. But even if I did, why would I have a picture of someone else's abuela in my house? What on earth for? I just... That's nonsense. And again, like the Pretty Patel versus TikTok thing, I do feel like it was them creating this big drama and this big nonsense so they wouldn't have to talk about their own failings in other areas. It was very that. Um, Dawn Butler has joined Cameo. (laughs) Dawn Butler, who is a Labour MP, um, has joined Cameo, which is a website uh, where you can can request a a video to be made for you from a public figure. Nigel Farage is also on Cameo. Um, So... (laughs) um, Dawn Butler has joined Cameo and she's selling videos. Um, Apparently she delivers within 24 hours uh, and she describes herself as a serious MP with a serious sense of humour and then there's a winky face emoji. Um... Um... So apparently her videos uh, have been priced previously at £30 um she's got a a positive review already um from from somebody who just said awesome okay okay (laughs) um right so she said um (laughs) hi this is dawn butler mp this is a recorded video that people get when they log on and they look and they want to buy one hi this is dawn butler mp so look leave me a message let me know who you want me to send a message to to your friend to your family to your foe but don't make it too rude and i will do so and hopefully if i make any money i'm going to use it to put a smile on other people's faces um so i think she's she's going to be donating that money uh to charity um which is cool that's nice um it's just a bit weird for like an actual current mp to be on cameo i i don't know i just... <laughs> it's just weird <laughs> um but fair enough you know um 
You can also send her a DM for two ninety nine. Apparently, uh, she's cheaper than Farage. Who his cameos apparently go for one hundred and nine pounds ninety nine. Um, and his bio is really tragic. It says they call me Mr. Brexit. Some people say I'm controversial, and I couldn't la- I couldn't care less. Nobody calls Nigel Farage Mr. Brexit except for Nigel Farage and occasionally Donald Trump. I have never, I have never seen anybody call this bitch Mr. Brexit. Nobody calls him that. It's really sad. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Don Butler's on cameo. I might, I might get her to do one and, and and we could play it on the show. I get to say hi to all of you. Um, it's a shame I'm not an MP though, because then I could I could put it on my expenses, but alas. Um, and then also the G7 is happening right now. Joe Biden is in the same country as me. I love that for me. Hi, big Joe. I hope you're having a wonderful time. Um, and hello, Jill Biden. I think you're really cool as well. Um, so it's happening in Cornwall. Um, who doesn't love a trip to Cornwall? I mean, um, Boris Johnson loves a trip to Cornwall. He, uh, he took his little trip to go from London to Cornwall for the G7 conference. And he took that trip, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary pals, on a fucking plane. This bitch took a jet, a fucking jet, from London to Cornwall. I, girl, let me, let me actually fucking look up these exact times because, girl, it's like four hours. It's not exactly a, a challenging fucking journey. I mean, you can get there on the train, you can drive, it's not hard. And he took a plane. And you know what's worse? He tweeted about it. This picture of him outside his little fucking plane trying to look all important. And he said, I've arrived in Cornwall for this year's G7, where I'll be asking my fellow leaders to rise to the challenge of beating the pandemic and building back fairer and greener. Greener? Bitch, you took a plane. You took a plane, a domestic flight within your own damn country. This thing. You want to talk about the fucking environment? Get a fucking train, you absolute clown. Go try out National Rail and you'll see what we're all complaining about. What the fuck? This bit. He could have taken a car, done a little road trip. He could have got the mega bus. He could have got a fucking train. I mean, he could have sat in first class, whatever, you know. But this bitch takes a fucking plane because uh, do you know what I think it was? You know how um america they have that thing like air force one it's like the big plane and the president gets to use it wherever he goes right um so obviously joe biden probably came on air force one and so the press got the picture of him stepping out the plane looking at the crowd waving looking fabulous and all that boris wanted that photo i fucking guarantee it because he tweeted this tweet with a picture of him coming out of his plane giving a little thumbs up 
all this shit. He... I honestly, I think he did it because he wanted to look important and shit. Because he could have got there another way that was more environmentally friendly. But he decided he had to try and act like the big bitch and get a plane and look important. I am so tired of this bitch. You have no idea. You have no idea. Um... Matt Hancock also had a little word. He was a select committee talking about the uh, government response to the pandemic. He got asked a lot about all the things Dominic Cummings said. And he tried to deflect and he was like, no, I, I have no idea why Dominic Cummings doesn't like me. Oh, but he's a liar. Yeah, that's important for you to know. Dominic Cummings is a liar and I'm a very honest person. But then he proceeded to tell some things that I honestly, in my mind, I, I don't feel that that's that honest. He was like, oh no, no, PPE shortages. No, I don't, I've never heard of that. No, no, no. Nobody was at risk. Everybody got the treatment they were supposed to get. Mm-hmm. There was no problems because of COVID. We managed everything very well. Um, There was no problems in social care. And I'm just sat there thinking girl but we know you're lying miss miss thing we know that you're a liar because we saw like care home managers crying on the news because they couldn't get hold of ppe we saw people talking about the fact that they couldn't get treatment to things because the hospitals just did not have capacity to look after people we saw nurses and doctors and healthcare assistants just publicly pleading for help and support from your department so don't sit there and lie about things we can easily disprove it's just tragic girl but i mean matt hancock is a tragedy as you'll know oh dreadful dreadful health secretary and there was a bit of a spider-man meme moment i'm sure dominic cummings loved that there was a a moment where (laughs) where Matt Hancock, the current terrible health secretary, was answering questions from Jeremy Hunt, who used to be the health secretary and was also terrible at the job. And it was like the Spider-Man meme. They're pointing at each other going, you were in the health service. No, you were in the health service. It was hilarious and very camp, but like also depressing because it would be nice if the health service wasn't being ruined by the government. But there we are. Twenty-two temptations since you last stared in my direction. Your gaze is insistent, intricate, and I deconstruct every detail as I deal with my weak will. You told me once that a sin can be cleansed by sun, sneaking into heaven by the back door off of the corner of Seventh, and even though it seemed like nonsense, I had no choice but to believe every word from your enticing, beguiling lips. Stroking the wings on your back, the soft feathers between my fingers as you shivered. Your kiss on my neck, sweetie pie, when you meet my gaze, I lose my mind and I think I'm fine with that. Maybe I'll know for sure when my mind returns. A while ago, 
um, I did this thing, and it's like a writing exercise, so you, you look through your work and you try and identify, like, key things about your voice as a writer that you do, um, it's, it's just interesting to know, really, um, and I have a lot of different things, um, I use alliteration a lot, I talk about people's eyes a lot, um, I talk about people telling me things, or me telling other people things, that's like a narrative that I put in a lot, (laughs) I talk about, you know, religion, both, you know, as a real thing, and like, metaphorically, um, personification, like, terms of endearment, all kinds of, like, different things that I do, um, that tend to kind of span across my work, and, you know, it was, I did it a while ago, and it was interesting just to look at how often I did things, and, and how, a lot of it isn't even conscious, it's just, it's just how my mind works when I'm writing now, you know, um, and so I decided, I looked at that list, and I thought, I'm gonna basically try and just write something using that, and I'll just think up an idea, and just run with it, just go with it, and just be like, yeah, this is what we're doing, I'm gonna write, like, a stereotypical Jennifer poem, and I had fun, and I was cute, um, I really, (laughs) I really liked the bit about, um, because when I, when I wrote the, the part, um, you told me once that sin can be cleansed by sun, sneaking into heaven by the back door off of the corner of seventh, that literally just came all at once, like I was writing it, it just kind of just kept popping into my head, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, slow down, bitch, <laughs> I just started writing, it was so fun, um, and just this idea of this person, whoever it is, because I have no idea who I wrote this about, like, I feel like it was not about a real person. I think I was just sort of making something up and having fun and living in a, a fantasy world for a little while. Just a few minutes of story time, you know. Um, but yeah, it was really fun to write. And I like I like doing, you know, stuff where it's a bit self-referential. You know, I like kind of um, writing stuff where I get to kind of explore who I am as a writer and and you know sometimes make fun of it a little sometimes appreciate it a little mainly because I'm a huge fucking narcissist as you'll know (laughs) thank you for listening to sincerely Jennifer with me Jennifer Wan if you want to find more of my work you can on my website jenniferwan.com or you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, SoundCloud, and pretty much every social media website ever, with the username MissJSquared. Thank you to my amazing top-tier Patreon supporters, Amanda, Kylie, Melissa, Anna, Sam, Katie, Christina, Josie, 